And now, an important message from Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump. China. 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 You go over to China. 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 You take China. 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 I love them. China. 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 I have to have my China. China. China because China. 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 China now. China. China. You know, China. I know China very well. China. 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 Northwest Wisconsin, where I'm from. It's China to me. China. China, 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 China. You want to buy from China? That's great. Buy from China. Buy toys from China. China in particular. China, China. I have people that I know in China. China, China. China, 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 China. I've been saying China, 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 China. Let me ask you about China. China. I go to China. 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 People from China, they love me. China. 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 In China, they say I don't like China. I love China. People think I don't like China. I love China. 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 Is the new China, by the way. China. 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 I deal with China. 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 Big league. China. So don't tell me about China. I know China. 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 Whether it's China, China. So if you went to China and you wanted to get a job in China, I don't knock China. How could I dislike China? A man from China. China. You have China. Carl, take China. 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 China's over here. Look at what China's doing. They're learning from China. 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 Okay. Look at that. Isn't that nice? China. 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 China, 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 China. And by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China. China, 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 China. And you know China, 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 South China, China, China. People say, oh, you don't like China. I like China. China. I love China. China. China all the time. Grab by the pussy. It's the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Really? This is our decision? Election special with your host, Hot Toddy, starring Ollie, Miss Pingrino, DJ Poor, Sheila, D.A. Williams, and Orson Welles. And featuring me, your announcer, Doc Summit. And now, here's your host, Hot Toddy. My fellow Americans, I come to you this week with the Smokin' Hot Toddcast, really? This is our decision? Election special. I am your fearless leader, Hot Toddy, and welcome to the final episode before we find our new 
president. That's right. We are just days away from the nation making up its mind between Republican Donald Trump and Democrat Hillary Clinton. Neither one the greatest choices in the world by far, um, but without a doubt, this is one of the most historic elections in U.S. history, if not the most historic. Well, well, I guess Obama's victory was the was the first most historic election win in U.S. history, but this very well could be too, because we could be electing the very first female president in U.S. history or the very first reality star. Either way, this is very historic as well. But regardless, I think we are all dreading the election, while at the same time are so thrilled that it's almost over. So why not celebrate the best way we know how by having an election special? Uh, I will say, uh, if you haven't already, um, rock the vote. Get out and vote. I did. Miss Pingrino did. Everybody on the Smoking Hot Toddcast staff has voted. So regardless of, of who you're voting for, please make sure you do uh, either before Tuesday during the early voting period. Of course, I don't know. It might be over by now. It's over by now, the early voting period. All right. So uh, if you didn't vote in early voting, be sure and vote on Tuesday because we are we're there. It's, it's time to do it. Let's just plow through it, get through it, and, and hopefully... We won't have to worry about a crazy election like this again. Or we could just be starting a new trend. Who knows? But anyway, uh, enough with the uh, trying to make you depressed. Let's have some fun. What do you say? We've got a lot of fun things coming up in this week's episode. Uh, We're going to revisit the final debate between Hillary and Trump. And the stress that you've been feeling during this election, I will finally diagnose that for you. And we'll get the final messages from both Hillary and Trump. And if that's not enough... We also have within this episode, this very special episode of the Smokin' Hot Toddcast... The interview that we are considering to be the interview of the century. Probably one of the greatest things to ever happen to your ears will be happening in this week's episode. Ollie interviews Donald Trump on this week's Ollie Report. You don't want to miss it, and it's all coming your way. In the really? This is our decision? Election special on the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. I'm Hot Toddy, and I approve this monologue. The following is a paid announcement. What do we really know about Miss Pingrino? She claims to be from Louisiana, from the Orleans area to be exact, and yet she's not an LSU fan. She's a Tennessee fan. Why is that? And to top it off, her voice is completely normal. How come she don't talk a lot of them catching people, huh? It makes no sense. What is the real story behind Miss Pingrino? Just what are you hiding? We may never know. I'm D.A. Williams, and I approve this message. Hello, I'm Ollie from the Ollie Report. Welcome to the final debate between former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton and future chairman of the YWCA, Donald Trump. During the debate... You know what? I don't care. Do whatever the hell you want. I, I, whatever. And now your candidates. <laughs> Um, uh, what? 
um, sorry, uh, pretty much phoning in at this point. Well, understandable. The Supreme Court, right. I feel strongly that the Supreme Court needs to stand on the side of the American people, not on the side of powerful corporations and the wealthy. For me, that means we need a Supreme Court that will stand up on behalf of women's rights, on behalf of the rights of the LGBT community, that will stand up and say no to Citizens United, a decision that has undermined the election system in our country because of the way it permits dark, unaccountable money to come into our electoral system. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Such a nasty woman. Such a nasty, nasty, gross, stinky, smelly woman. And she got cooties, too. First of all, the current justices have been big meanies to me, and they made me proud. All I care about is guns. I appoint people who like guns and hate abortion because they are tearing babies out of people. OMG! Mr. Trump, are you okay? Yeah, I'm pretty much phoning in, too, but for an entirely different reason. that separates the two of you more than the issue of immigration. Well, actually, there are a lot of issues that separate the two of you. <laughs> no? Nothing? No funny? Okay. Mr. Trump, we'll start... We're going to build a wall, and nobody builds walls like me, let me tell you. Oh, 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 I have a new fun term I want to use tonight, okay? All right, everybody ready? Ready? Bad hombres. And just like that, I won the night. Can I just go back to sleep? I mean, really. Yeah, that's fine. And now the final segment, and that is the national debt, which has not been discussed until tonight. Our national debt as a share of the economy, or GDP, is now 77%. That's the highest since just after World War II. But the nonpartisan committee for a responsible federal budget says Secretary Clinton, under your plan, debt would rise to 86% of GDP over the next 10 years. Mr. Trump, under your plan, they say would rise to 105% of GDP over the next 10 years. The question is, why are both of you ignoring the problem? Mr. Trump, you go first. Wrong! I'm going to make lots of jobs, big jobs, exciting jobs, fun jobs, blow jobs, especially after you grab them by the- Secretary Clinton, your response, good lord! Folks, I'll see you at the White House. Nailed it! That concludes the final presidential debate between Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Thank you as always for tuning in. We're doomed. The following is a paid announcement. D.A. Williams. To the naked eye, he seems like your typical good old boy from the South. He loves picking in a granite. He believes you should try to get to church every Sunday. And yes, he drives a pickup truck. Station! But did you know that he's pro-choice? That he's actually a huge supporter of LGBTQ rights? And not only is he a supporter of Obamacare, he's on it himself. None of this is bad. I'm excited about it. I'm just trying to figure out why you're trying to put on airs, man. Forget the redneck stuff. Just join us already, for God's sakes. I'm Ollie, and I approve this message. Baskets! Well, if you're having a panic attack every time you see Hillary and or Trump on your TV, you might actually have a real illness. You might have what doctors are now calling election stress disorder. Dr. Wendy Walsh said that the first presidential debate triggered a lot of old fears for some of the viewers. She said, it's like we are children in a dysfunctional family watching bickering parents. It's bringing up stuff for people from their own families. A recent poll said that 60% of the electorate said they are exhausted 
consistent by the constant name calling and 25% said they've become less productive at work. She goes on to say that people are suffering higher blood pressure, heart palpitations, and stomach problems all from the campaign's testiness. I know I'm not alone when I say this, and so therefore I gotta say, if election stress disorder is real, I should have been on bed rest yesterday. Smoking hot podcast. I'm not sure how or even where to begin on this week's Vols update. I just, I don't, I really have no words for what happened over the weekend. Um, for those of you who don't know, of course, the University of Tennessee volunteers who were killing it at the beginning of the season went 5-0, and uh, then eventually lost to Texas A&M, followed by Alabama, lost again their third game in a row, this time to South Carolina. Let me repeat that. We lost to South Carolina, who was having a losing season, I might add, until uh, until they beat us. Now they they have a tie season at four and four. We are now five and three, and uh, we 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 shouldn't be. Uh, you know, we we just we shouldn't be. We we should not be five and three. Just as simple as that. Um, and the reason why is because you know Texas A&M and Alabama they were the two hardest games of the season. That goes without saying. Uh, and you know, very very tough and hard fought games. But South Carolina boy. They are not, they are not beat us material. I mean, this is this is the Vols we're talking about here. Okay, they this is the team that started at number nine in the polls at the beginning of the season, then went five and zero. They they won some really crucial games, including the uh, highly anticipated battle at Bristol against Virginia Tech. Uh, we broke the twelve year losing streak against Florida. We beat Florida. A hail mary pass. Gave us the win over Georgia, making us 5-0. First time that's happened since 1998. We tried to go 6-0 with Texas A&M. Unfortunately, though, we lost. But you know what? It wasn't a loss that we lingered on too much. And the reason why is because we fought our hearts out. We took them into overtime, double overtime. And just because of one interception, we lost the game. But that convinced us after that loss that Alabama needed to be worried. All right, so Alabama came to Neyland, and sadly, uh, no, they didn't need to be afraid because they stomped us. But again, it was one of those losses that you know, it just you know, we knew that was going to be the hardest game of the year. We got th- it was over. I mean, it was brutal. We got through it, and we were like, you know, from this point on, it's smooth sailing. We can stop being so stressed out. We can enjoy the rest of this season. And yet, <laughs> and yet, we go down to South Carolina and we lose. And we played horribly. Now, I, I don't have a lot to say, really, because I didn't watch the game. I was at a Halloween party uh, that night, but I, I kept up with it online, and I just I couldn't believe it. South Carolina was in the lead for most of the game, or we were tied with them. They stayed right with us. They, they were, we were never ahead. They, they, either, they were either tied with us or they were ahead of us. It didn't matter. And, uh, and, and this loss was not, a, was not a massive victory for South Carolina. They beat us by three points. It was 34 to 31 at the end of the game. So, I mean, it was not a huge victory for them, but it doesn't matter. They beat us. And now we are just three games short of having a losing season. Now, I'm not saying that we'll have a losing season uh, in the upcoming games. I, I, I highly doubt that that's going to happen. But, I mean, it is a scary thought, you know, because we have to face off against three more SEC foes this season, and those foes are Missouri, Kentucky, and Vanderbilt. Kentucky, we probably... Well, I'm not going to say that because Kentucky 
has been doing pretty well this season for for them for themselves. Uh, Vanderbilt uh, almost beat Florida and beat Georgia. They beat Georgia. Vanderbilt beat Georgia. Let me say it one more time. Vanderbilt beat Georgia. So we are kind of on edge for the rest of the season. Vanderbilt is going to be highly unpredictable. Kentucky, I'd say we'll still be able to pull that one off. Uh, I mean, we just got to be careful. Don't make any huge mistakes. Uh, really, I think that sealed the deal for Derek Dooley's uh, career when we lost to Kentucky in 2011. I think that was that that pretty much. Even though he didn't get fired until a year later, I think that, I, that for me that sealed the deal that he had to go. Um, and then we've got Missouri, who's also having a horrible season. But you know what? So is South Carolina. So you know. Who knows? We're also playing Tennessee Tech. I, I really don't expect uh, m- much problems from that. Of course, well, again, we weren't supposed to have problems with Appalachian State in Ohio, and yet we had massive problems with them until finally we, we got our crap together uh, towards the end of both games and finally won. Took uh, took Appalachian State into overtime, I think we did, yes. So, you know, who knows? Who knows what this season's going to be? I really got nothing for you. I don't know what what lies for us for the rest of this season. It could be good. It could be gold. It could be just the worst thing ever. We could have a losing season uh, for for the rest of this year. I, I I highly hope not because I mean we just have to win one more game to get us into the bowl games. You know I mean we we still have we still have a lot of season to get through and we could have some massive victories here if we don't let this destroy us. So you know we'll just we'll just see what happens. But there's a lot of things that are really standing in our way at the moment. Uh, we still have so many injuries to the team. We're an extremely unhealthy team right now, which means we've had some really bad conditioning over the last few months. So that alone should tell you a lot. Um, but in addition to that, Jalen Hurd, one of our most beloved players is transferring. He's given up on us. He doesn't want to be around us anymore. He's out. He's leaving. We're losing a huge player here. I mean, it's just sickening. He's, he rushed 1,288 yards and 12 touchdowns, and, and that was 2015. That was last year. And now he's leaving, and he was huge this year. He was doing amazing things, amazing things this year. But now, now what? The question is, you know, how will the offense change? It probably won't change very much, but I mean, it, I mean, it's not going to be great. Does it? Does you know him leaving hurt the team in huge ways? What's John Kelly going to do? John Kelly's not going to—he's going to be filling her shoes. What's going to happen? It's all in the air. I—I I don't know. It's just—it's like I said—I have no words for you. I really have nothing. We lost to South Carolina. We're losing Jalen Hurd. I'm—I—I I feel like I'm kind of like going back and forth with emotions here. I, I was trying—I was staying kind of positive there when I was talking about the season, but losing Jalen Hurd, man, that was just a—that was just a knock in the face. You know, I, that really, really sucked. And I don't know if it really had anything to do with the loss of South Carolina. I thought maybe we weren't going anywhere, or if this was something he really wanted to do I don't know but I just I just I feel I I feel betrayed a little bit by Jalen Hurd and and I think everybody's just like you know what if he wants to go go and that's how I kind of feel too but another thing that a lot of people are doing and I wish you would stop is they're already on the oh let's fire Butch we got to get rid of Butch uh Butch Jones we got to get rid of Butch Jones bandwagon again I'm like shut up just shut up I mean, my God, you were worshiping the ground this man walked on after Florida and Georgia, even after Texas A&M, you know, we we fought hard. But now, after we lose to South Carolina, now we got to get rid of him? It means nothing, really. 
In terms of his job, it means nothing. It was just a loss, you know? We're still doing better than we've, we've done in a very long time. Just deal with it, you know? We're gonna get through this. We're gonna get through it, and we're gonna get through it together. So let's not panic. Let's just let's just push through, and let's move on to the next game, which is uh, Tennessee Tech this week. So we're, it's, it's not a conference game, which is good. I think we need a break from the conference games. Uh, we've been playing them what, nonstop, nonstop since Florida. It was Florida, Georgia, Texas A&M, Alabama, then a bye week, now South Carolina. We, we could use a break from the southeastern conference and that's fine with me uh, tennessee tech not doing so great they're three and five that that's some bitter irony right there they're three and five we're five and three so uh te- tennessee tech should not be a problem um but then again so is appalachian state so is ohio so who knows uh hopefully if we do get behind we'll be the second half comeback kid that was not the case uh for last week's game but um you know we'll see what happens but anyway the Vols take on the Golden Eagles this Saturday. You know, we'll hope for the best. And the next time I talk to you, frighteningly enough, it'll be after we elect a new president. So the next time I talk to you, we'll know who'll be the, who will be the next president. And we'll also have played Kentucky uh, the next next week, too. So these will be some interesting games to talk about when I return in two weeks. So be prepared for that. But anyway, no matter what happens, I love the Vols. I will always be behind the Vols. I bleed orange. No team I love more than the Tennessee Vols volunteers and i will follow them wherever they go so let's bring down the golden eagles let's bring down the wildcats we can do it and until next time go vols the following is a paid announcement hot toddy he claims to be a podcast extraordinaire he says he's revolutionized the way they're made by adding sketch comedy to them he says the smoking hot toddcast will take the world by storm but we know the truth you wing this stuff every week You also don't take out the trash enough. Oh, and if you'd stop using my deodorant and soap when you run out, that would be great too. And I'm tired of driving everywhere. I get your car sucks, we can take mine, just step up every once in a while. Jeez. Anyway, I'm Miss Pingrino and I approve this message. And now, the final message from Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. Yeah, uh, just put that in the Oval Office. Right, right. And put that in the green room. I think that would look perfect there. Oh, hello, I didn't see you there. I'm President Hillary Clinton, and I'm speaking to you here tonight for the last time before America quits playing around and actually calls me President Hillary Clinton. My message to you tonight is this. If I'm to have the honor and privilege to be your president, I... Um, Madam President, uh, where does the end table go? Oh, that goes in the Lincoln bedroom. Thanks. If I'm to have the honor and privilege to be your president, I promise not to make America great again, but continue making it as great as it's been the last eight years. My own way, of course, but why split hairs, huh? Madam President, where does this go? Yeah, just put the rest of that shit in the back, thanks. Anywho, I gotta get back to unpacking. I mean campaigning to be your president. Shimmer, shimmer, shimmer. Thank you. Good night. God bless you all and God bless America. Yo, Bill, you want to hit a movie tonight? You're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Todd. Just Todd. Todd is helpful and Todd is there for you. Uh, well, it's actually Hot Toddy. Oh, well, pardon me, Mr. Perfect! The Smokin' Hot Toddcast presents The Ollie Report, a segment dedicated to extremely professional and hard-hitting journalism. Reports on headlines straight off the news ticker through the eyes of Ollie. And now, The Ollie Report. 
Hello and welcome to a very special Ollie Report. This week we bring to you an unprecedented event. It is the interview that we've all been waiting for. In fact, we're calling it the interview of the century. That's right. After almost two years of waiting today, Ollie will be interviewing the Republican presidential candidate, Donald J. Trump. We don't want to waste any time. We want to get right into this as soon as possible. So let's switch it over to the big man himself, our dear friend and yours, Ollie. Ollie, how you doing? Fantastic. Ready to get this show on the road. Station. Well, very good. Very good. Is uh, Mr. Trump with you? Yes, he is. And we're ready to get on it. Take it away, Ollie. Thanks. Hey, Mr. Trump. Thanks for being here. Thank you, so So great to be with you. Let's get right into it. Baskets. We are a week away from the election. Do you see it ending in your favor? If Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. Uh, school me? I did try and f*** her. Mr. Trump, please! Oh my god, that's awful! Right out of the gate! What the hell? Hey, when you were started, I let you do it. Oh, Tiny, I'm scared. Can I leave? No, Ollie, just obviously he's having issues with talking about the election. I will totally accept the results of this great and historic presidential election. If I win. Wow. I didn't think there was anyone in the world who could actually make me look good. Point and match on that one. Look, for those of you who don't know, we were actually warned about this. Mr. Trump has pretty much put the election on the back burner, so to speak, and is simply using it to get publicity. Is that what's going on now, Mr. Trump? Are you just trying to get publicity on our show? I say the following. You have been covering me for the last long time. No, we haven't. I did yesterday eight stops and three major speeches, and I've been doing this for weeks straight. I left here, I left there for an hour and a half. I'm going to North Carolina right now, then I'm going to Florida, I'm going up to New Hampshire. For you to ask me that question is actually very insulting, because Hillary Clinton does one stop and then she goes home and sleeps. Uh, And yet you'll ask me that question. I think it's a very rude question, to be honest with you. And what I do is I want to back my children. My children work very hard, Ivanka in particular. Oh, God, please don't go there again. I I took her out furniture shopping. She wanted to get some furniture. I said, I'll show you where that's some nice furniture. (laughs) We're never doing the Ollie Report again, are we? Grabbed by the We're never doing the Smoking Hot Podcast again. But at least he's not talking about his, you know, his ding-dong. He hit my hand. No, I didn't. Nobody has ever hit my hands. I've never heard of this one. Look at those hands. Are they small hands? And he referred to my hands. If they're small, something else must be small. I guarantee you there's no problem. I guarantee you. Ollie, I have some cyanide we can take if you're up for it. Keep it at the ready. Mr. Trump, China. I Dan. Let's steer away from this madness and talk about your immigration policy. We need to build a wall. I would build a great wall, and nobody builds walls better than me, believe me. Is there anything? Bad hombre. Is, is that it? China! Wow. Okay. Usually people can't get you to shut up about that, but since we're on the subject, what exactly is your beef with China? I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China. China, China. China, 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 China's over here. Look at what China's doing. They're learning from China. I have to have my China. Can we be done now? Yeah, wrap it up. Well, Mr. Trump, it was whatever talking with you. I want to say good luck to... Oh, God. I knew I wasn't going to get through saying that. But, But anyway, thanks for talking with me. China! So, when you go to the polls Tuesday... Remember all of that. When you think Trump, think this interview. 
Thanks for listening. God help us all. That's going to do it for the Ollie Report this week. Tune in next time for another headline ripped from the Ollie News Ticker. Until then, have a good day and an Ollieful week. The following is a paid announcement. Rosebud. Yes, Rosebud frozen peas. Full of country goodness and green penis. Oh, what luck. There's a French fry stuck in my beard. Oh, yeah. There is no fish stick like Mrs. Pell's. Yes. Oh, yes. They're even better raw. Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle, and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. Paul Masson. Ah, the French. Uh... He's Orson Welles, and he approves this message, I think. So, we're, we're a days away from the worst election in U.S. <laughs> history. You already voted, though, right? I voted. Yay! I got my. I finally got everything worked out, so I could, so I could finally vote. Yeah. Did you Did you know the whole story about that? No. So we, you knew that I got the. I. T- I, I know the you la- registered. The yet. last time you were here, I had registered. Mm-hmm. Okay. The week after that, I got a letter in the mail, and because I had missed one box on the form, I filled out it was uh, null and void. It didn't oh, work. Oh no! So yeah, I, and it was it, it was granted it was an important one. Are you a U.S. citizen? I forgot to mark that part. So I was like, yeah, okay, I get why it was important, but I was pissed because like really, the whole, I missed. I got everything except for one thing. So and and I was overly pissed because the one thing I wanted to. Uh, to not do was go downtown to the courthouse. Oh. Uh, and that's why we went to the DMV off Cedar Bluff. No one was there. It was perfect. Got in and out. <laughs> great. Then I missed the, the one box, and then sure enough, I had to go downtown. So we Ubered down there, which was for the best because parking was insane. But there wasn't many people there, and really it was we just dropped off the form, and it was all over. And so pain, quick and painless, and then we went to downtown West, and then we voted same day. So, yeah, we, we, we did vote. It's all the votes are in, but God, what a process to have to do all that. I knew, I knew it couldn't be easy. I knew something stupid was going to happen. I'm Turn up it did. Until November eighth. A lot of my friends have are. You're waiting voting. until election day to do it. Okay, so I have a reason. Right. Um, because I bring my son with me when I vote. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's important for him to see me do my civic duty. Yeah, I see that. And he's out of school all day anyway. Mm-hmm. So he might as well. I mean, it's. I'm not going to give him a free day. Like now, I'm going to make no. him go. See. Yeah. And I told you, I vote in a shack. Where I'm like a superstar, <laughs> right? You know, there's you like, wow and wow the crowd. When yeah, you I'm go like in the there. youngest yeah. person that ever goes in. Mm-hmm. And so I've never, I've always waited till the day of to actually do. I've never done early voting. Wow. And um, I've always at my shack gotten in and like out. Like I've never had to wait longer than five minutes. Yeah, we we didn't have to wait long either. There was a little line at the place that we were at, but uh, we were in and out quite pretty fast. But we didn't want to we didn't want to risk waiting until the eighth to try to get in there because I. I just predict a lot of tears and, and bloodshed. Now, my first election, 2000, I voted for Nader. Um, no kidding. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, okay, I was 18. Yeah. And he wanted to legalize weed. Ah. Like, at that point, did I have a different option? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that was before I really started understanding politics. Yeah. But that's why I understand why voting for a third party, honestly, having cost, you know, gore the election. Yeah. I was one of those people who voted third party. 
I understand how selfish and trivial that that vote not is the at best this idea. Point. Yeah. Um, if they're not pulling high, mm-hmm. there's no point in doing no, it. I no. understand the protest vote, but yeah. no. You're being a baby. Like, yeah. stop throwing your temper tantrum, do your research, and vote for the person you know you have to. And can you l- really, with a straight face, vote for Gary Johnson, who can't even name leaders of other countries? I mean, come on, people. Ugh, there's so people. many. I mean, I get if you don't like Hillary or Trump, but there's, I mean, I'm better than Gary Johnson. Vote for me. Write me in. <laughs> write and, me in. And in. use use the, use the, um, the nickname, Hot Toddy. Don't yeah. use my real name, because... Uh, it just looks better on the form. So when you put down my name, remember it's I before E. I before <laughs> E. That's right. Bingo. Um. So, but no, that was my first election, and I waited in line for three hours to vote. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I was like, well, I guess this is going to be my life now. Yeah. Uh, this is re- this is real life. Yeah. Yeah. Voting at three hours. Yeah. God. I, well, what was it after that? Because um, there was oh four oh eight. No. It? No. Okay. So in oh four. So in 2004, I actually went and voted in the morning. Okay. And I, I like I got there right as it was opening, and nobody in South Carolina, because it is a day off. Yeah. Wanted to wake up and be there by eight o'clock. Yeah. And I didn't. I, 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 it took me about 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, and that was the last election that I had in South Carolina, because then mm-hmm. I moved up here in um, 2008, and I uh, started voting in my shack. Yeah. Well, well, no, I didn't. Wait. Yeah, yeah, I was up here by 2008 because I was born 2007, yeah. Right. And so I started voting in my shack, and um, it, was not, it wasn't <laughs> hard at all. It was like, I'm a little superstar. I go in, and I'm like, yay. Yeah. The thing that I'm upset about is I constantly vote, but I have yet to be called for jury duty. Yeah, I've been called for jury duty once, and uh, I got out of it fast. I want God. to be on a jury. I know. Yeah, we've discussed this. Yeah, you, you're it's the like one, my dream. You're the one that wants it bad. I'm like, I, keep me out of it. And that's one of the reasons why uh, Janelle wouldn't uh, uh, vote for years, because she didn't want to be called on jury duty. duty. Can't talk. Uh, but I'm like, you hardly ever get to. I mean, look you know, look at you. You never got it my in mom. 16 years. I know. My mom was called to jury duty like every other year. Mm. I don't understand how. Maybe it's because her name was like Brenda Atkinson and a BA. I don't know. Maybe. But um, like it was like every other year, and there was usually a federal jury that called her. Yeah. And I was like, how can't I even get one? But I did. So like two years ago, I got called for a jury in South Carolina. Right. Mind you, I had been living here for a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't been voting there. I'd been voting here. Yeah. And so I called them up, and I'm like, hey, I don't live there, and I haven't lived there for a long time. Um. Because my dad got the summons, and they were like, well, you've got to jump through all these hoops. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. No, never mind. I'll just be like, hi, I didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I didn't get it. Because um, it was just, it was really ridiculous. And I was like, I shouldn't have to jump through all these hoops. You all should be, like, purging your voters. Exactly. <laughs> like, Take a look roll. at the list every once in a while, people. There's a reason why, we, why you have it. I mean, if that's the case, I should have been voting in both elections. Exactly. And speaking of the, the election, the last show before we decide... Between those two, yep. who's going to be president? Between I, those two. Between those two, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, between uh, the jo- the jolly orange giant and uh, the nasty woman, uh, all of them, the, those two, or or Jill Stein or Gary Johnson. I'm not saying. Oh, I'm saying you can't vote for them. I, I they could, they could, <laughs> hey, they could pull up uh, by election day. You don't know. That is not going to happen. You don't know. Grab them by the, you know, but uh, but yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm scared. I, n- I know she'll win, but it's just, I don't, I don't know what the future See, holds. I think that 
and I want to think that, but I didn't think Trump would get the nomination either. True. So I'm not going to put all my eggs in the yeah. she's gonna win basket. I'm just worried either way what's gonna happen the next few weeks. I just don't look forward to it. I just hope. I just hope. Well, uh, my favorite part of the whole election now was was uh, Trump saying, "Well, if the if she wins, I'm not going to concede," and then he later calls uh, everybody in the government losers and babies. I'm like, "You just said you're not going to concede." <laughs> Who's the, who's the bigger baby you here? Can't, you, you just can't with Trump. No, like you can't. I just point out I can't. I can't even think about it. It's just too much. It's too much. Oh God. You're listening to the Smoking Light Podcast. Well, if you can't decide between Hillary or Trump and you just give up on both of the major political parties, then you might want to join the one that a man named Josh Freeman created called the Pizza Party. That's right, it's his own political party that he's created, but he says he doesn't recruit members, and of course no Pizza Party candidate has ever run for office or raised any money. That being said, it has enrolled 184 registered voters, making it a political designation. I don't like to show my politics very much, but I am a huge supporter and backer of the Pizza Party. The following is a paid announcement. Station. Biscuits. Cats and dogs don't have butt cheeks. These are just some of the things that you hear Ollie say on the Smoking Hot Toddcast, and so therefore most people just write him off as, well, an idiot. But what people don't know is that this man is one degree away from being called Dr. Ollie. That's right, he has two degrees in communications. He's one of the smartest men in broadcasting today, yet he does not hold himself as such. He can barely answer you if you ask him a simple question, but if you give him a task to do when it comes to broadcasting, he will not only do it, but he would surpass that of God if he was in broadcasting. So what is Ollie hiding? Is Ollie a fraud? We may never know. I'm Hot Toddy, and I approve this message. Well, one thing's for sure, even though the election is coming up and that's that's stressful enough as it is, one thing we are very, very glad of is that the debates are finally over. We don't ever have to hear those two bicker ever again, so that is really good news. But frankly, it really doesn't matter because we don't really hear what they want us to hear. You know, that's that's pretty much true for any debate, but especially any debate that involves Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. We don't hear really what they say. We hear something completely different. Now, don't get me wrong. Er Earlier in this show, we did a sketch about the final debate, and then a few weeks ago, we did uh, a sketch about the first debate, and you hear everything in that one because we're making fun of them. But when it's dead serious, when it comes right down to it, when you're listening to them, we don't hear what they want us to hear. We hear something completely different and not pleasant at all. And here now is a perfect example of that. Here is the debates as the public hears them. Where do you want to see the court take the country? And secondly, what's your view on how the Constitution should be interpreted? Do the founders' words mean what they say, or is it a living document to be applied flexibly according to changing circumstances? In this segment, Secretary Clinton, you go first. You have two minutes. Secretary Clinton, thank you. Mr. Trump, same question. Where do you want to see the court take the country, and how do you believe the Constitution should be interpreted? Let's move on to the subject of immigration. Mr. Trump, you want to build a wall. Secretary Clinton, you have offered no specific plan for how you want to secure our southern border. Mr. Trump, you are calling for major deportations. 
Secretary Clinton, you say that within your first 100 days as president, you're going to offer a package that includes a pathway to citizenship. Uh, the question really is, why are you right and your opponent wrong? Mr. Trump, you go first in this segment. You have two minutes. Mr. Trump, thank you. Same question to you, Secretary Clinton. Basically, why are you right and Mr. Trump is wrong? Secretary Clinton, thank you. You also have very different ideas about how to get the economy growing faster. Secretary Clinton, in your plan, government plays a big role. Uh, you see more government spending, more entitlements, more tax credits, more tax penalties. Uh, Mr. Trump, you want to get government out with lower taxes and less regulation. Yes. We're going to drill down into this a little bit more. But in, in this overview, please explain to me why you believe that your plan will create more jobs and growth for this country and your opponent's plan will not. In this round, you go for a Secretary Clinton. <laughs> Secretary, thank you. Mr. Trump, why will your plan create more jobs and growth than Secretary Clinton? Thank you both. Secretary Clinton, Mr. Trump, I want to thank you both for participating in all three of these debates. Now the decision is up to you. Thank you and good night. The following is a paid announcement. I'm so done with all these people. They all strut around like they own the world of podcasting, especially Hot Toddy. He acts all bad and bold, but he knows he couldn't do this without the rest of us. What do you have to hide, Hot Toddy? Or should I say, Cold Duncan? I'm Doc Summit, and I approve this damn message. And now, the final message from Republican presidential candidate Donald Trump. Hello, I'm Donald Trump. I'm speaking to you here tonight for the last time before America makes one of the most historic decisions in its 240-year history. And my message to you is a simple one. I'm not accepting the results of this election if she wins. <clears throat> nope, not gonna do it. And you can't make me either. Oh, and by the way, everyone who works in the government are nothing but babies. Which, of course, I am not. Not gonna accept it. I won't, 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 I won't. I wanna be president. <clears throat> Oh, and also, bad hombre, China, Mexico, I'm going to build a wall, nasty woman, grabbed by the pussy. Thank you, good night, God bless you all, and God bless, well, me, of course. You're listening to the most splendiferous, the most fantastic, the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts, the Smoking Hot Toddcast. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. And there you have it. That was our Really? This is our Decision Election Special of the Smoking Hot Toddcast. I certainly hope you enjoyed. And with that, 
that's it. This is the last show before the election. Now, I want to make clear it's not the last show forever. I feel like I'm, I feel like we're saying goodbye. No, I'm not saying goodbye. No, this is this is just the last episode until after the election. And the next time we come back, I mean, that's surreal to think about. The next time we come back with a brand new episode, we will have chosen either Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton to be our president. And like I said before, neither one is the greatest candidate in the world, uh, but, you know, the nation will make up its mind and then we'll have to deal with it for the next four years. One way or the other, hopefully we'll survive. But anyway, that's going to do it for this week. I want to once again encourage you to go out and vote. If you didn't vote during early voting, get out there and do it on Tuesday because your vote does matter. Don't ever think that your vote does not matter in any election. It does. Because our vote might not be the ones that actually put somebody into office, but we do vote the electors. And granted, Tennessee is a red state because that's where the show is done. Tennessee is a red state. Most likely will be Republican, but regardless, you're doing your civic duty and you're helping out the cause and that's what it's all about. So go out and vote on Tuesday for your candidate and don't be ashamed of it and do not walk away thinking I did nothing because you definitely did something. I gotta say though, I am I am kind of scared of, of getting off here. I don't really want to get off the air here because again, once, we're, once I'm done talking, you will not hear an episode of the Smoking Hot Toddcast until after this election. So, but we, we gotta go. We gotta wrap things up. Uh, that's gonna do it for us this week. We're actually gonna be off next week, so we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode of the Smoking Hot Toddcast. So like I said, happy trails until after the election. Make sure you follow me on social media. That's Hot Toddy on Facebook, Periscope, Vine, even though it's about to go away. Uh, I'm still on Vine, so if you wanna check me out there, you can. You can also look up Hot Toddy on YouTube and Mixcloud. It's at Hot Toddy 9102 on uh, Twitter and Hottest underscore Toddy on Instagram, Hot Toddy. 75 on Snapchat. You can also follow some of the cast members of the Smoking Hot Toddcast on Twitter. Miss Pingrino at Pingrino, Sheila at Sheila Hawk, and Doc Summit at Kev Summit. Until after the election, this is Hot Toddy saying, God bless you all. God bless America. We're doomed. <laughs>